Hello, and welcome to My Life is a Lightning Talk. I'm Simon. And I'm Jenny. We're Jimon. Interesting. Fun fact. I'm a dog, <laughs> and I play basketball. Oh my god, tell me more. The truth comes out live on this podcast. <laughs> the theme of the week is... You just blew my mind. Huh? I have another question. Very, very good question. Cue me going down a Wikipedia rabbit hole for the next three hours. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to My Life is a Lightning Talk. I'm Simon. And I'm Jenny. And we're Jimon. Today's theme is going to be, are you ready for it? Kids movies. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm ready for this. Okay. Bring on the nostalgia. So here's what I like about kids movies. is It's more of a touchstone, I find, between different ages, especially of our millennial friends, as opposed to television, which can air maybe only for a season or two, for only a year or two. A movie can be sitting around as a VHS tape in someone's basement and can be watched across you know, generations, across siblings. I know that in my family, my sister's six years older than I am. Your sister's eight years older than mm-hmm. you are. So we're watching the same DVDs and VHSs and movies at home, even though we're probably consuming different television content. It's a nice unifier across these different age groups, especially what I'm going to be diving into, which is kids' movies specifically relating to the 1990s. Because both you and I are hashtag 90s babies. It's what the content that we know most. You are my sweet baby boy. Oh, thank you. I am older than Simon, and it kills me inside a little bit sometimes, (laughs) knowing how young he is. I'm just so young. We were born the same year. Born the same year. So what I want to start with is a phenomenon that swept the nation. By nation, I mean both Canada and the U.S. Because (laughs) that specific kids movie franchise is... Wait, can I guess? Sure, yeah, yeah. It swept the nation? Swept the nation. And it's a kids movie. It's a kids series slash okay, franchise. Yeah, 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 yeah Group yeah. of movies. Uh, group of movies. Toy Story? You're on the right lines. I think a little bit less well-known than Toy Story. Oh, well, Toy not, Story so, sorry, swept not, the nation. Toy Story is the biggest. This okay. is... Okay. This is a step down from Toy Story? Maybe a step down from Toy Story. Well, now I went Toy Story. I don't think I can go back. All right. What is it? Veggie Tales. Oh! I want to talk to you today about the history... Oh, God. And the sweet memes of VeggieTales. I grew up going to Catholic school. VeggieTales was so prominent. Right? Like up until high school. Oh, yeah. That's why I wanted to do it. Because it's (laughs) most people I know in my age group have come across VeggieTales in some sort of form or another. Yes. Whether you yourself, uh, I personally grew up in the United Church. So uh, Christian light, as I like to think of it. (laughs) (laughs) Not without some of the rules of of Roman Catholicism. Yeah, it's not the heavy Catholicism I went through. Yeah, so we, I think, were maybe much more likely to be watching those sweet VeggieTales cartoons in, you know, all the Bible school and Sunday morning, chilling in the church basement kind of (laughs) settings that we grew up in. I watched it all through school. Oh, yeah. Did you have it in school, in public school? I don't think public school. Okay. Did you go to... I went to Catholic Catholic schools. Yeah, yeah. So we had VeggieTales, like, we played VeggieTales in band. We watched... All of the Veggie Tales through elementary school, yeah, like it was mm. constant Veggie Tales. That's what I wanted to do. This of like, it's it's not Toy Story, but it's pretty well as close as you can get for yeah. a Christian based animated series. Why do you think I want to make Veggie Buddha bowls all the time? Because of Veggie Tales, you carnivorous. <laughs> and by carnivorous, I mean you're eating the vegetables which are anthropomorphic. 
Absolutely. It's a weird... Are, are you a vegetarian if you eat a veggie tail character? Are cucumbers alive? We'll get into more of these more of these wonderful questions once we get through some of the more <laughs> serious history of this. So, VeggieTales was created by Phil Vischer and Mike Naraki uh, through their company Big Ideas Production. So these are two gents that met in the Bible school that they both attended to, the St. Paul Bible College in Illinois. And they didn't aim to produce children's videos, which conveyed Christian themes and taught biblical lessons and values to children. So they have this idea in the early 90s. The first directed video that they produced came out in 1993. Birth year, shout out, holla. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what they were really interested in is this new technology of cgi mm. and and like 3d animation 3d animation exactly right, right, right. it's just starting off in the early 90s with you know with shows toy like, story with toy story exactly and Pixar. i was about to say reboot as my next example no very good if that's one that you're going to mention and talk about later we'll see it's not but oh we'll see. no okay <laughs> i didn't want to steal your thunder uh side note there's going to be a lot of side notes because that's what this podcast is about tangent tangent um what's her name hexadecimal the yep. villain with yep. that crazy hair oh yeah still haunts me to my dreams <laughs> one of the scariest villains of all time haters come at me she was incredibly creepy oh, yeah oh it's like the face was like a clown face like white makeup yeah piercing eyes i think she had sharp teeth too yeah she was terrifying oh yeah so i started i, I started re-watching reboot a year or two ago a couple oh, really? years ago to see if it still stood up mm-hmm. because I love walking down nostalgia lane. Oh, yeah. And she's still terrifying. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I can't even think about it. It's even worse because animation has come so far Mm. that all of the sharp edges of the, I don't know, the polygons or Mm. the animation that they would have to use then makes it even worse. Right. So her teeth are even more sharp. Her hair, even more sharp. (laughs) Her cheeks, pointy. Note to self, do not watch the reboot. Reboot? Is that what they called it? Reboot squared? I'm pretty sure they they brought it back. Reboot? I, I hope to God they did. And if they did, did I dream that? No, 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 no. I think I read this somewhere. We'll we'll add it in post if they did. Wonderful. Anyways, back to Veggie Tales. So these two two guys have this idea to make good Christian content, making CGI animations because you know it's this really new aspect to to creation, and it generally can cost a little bit less money than hand animation. Mm. It's still at a point where some of the technology is a little expensive, but it's a upcoming field, so there's a lot of excitement and buzz behind this. Mm-hmm. So the problem was, when these two started making this, is that it's still really hard to animate things in the early days of computer animation. So they started off, and they found it really hard to make things like arms and legs, hair and clothing, so they were doing very basic anthropomorphic blobs. No. Here we go. And do you want to know what the first test image was instead of a vegetable? Before VeggieTales, there was a candy bar. What? There was a candy bar. That was their first test model was an anthropomorphic candy bar with eyes that was talking to me like, hey, kids, I'm a candy bar. Let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> Do you have a picture? Or do you have an I, image? I couldn't of find this? images. But was it just described as a candy something. bar? It was described. I'm thinking of like the Hershey bar, mm. where you can break the pieces off, okay. where that's a little bit more complicated. Or are we talking something like a Krispy Crunch, where it's just a solid lump? <laughs> <laughs> solid lump. A lump of God, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't find any images. Maybe okay. I'll Photoshop something together in the style of VeggieTales just oh for, for goose. Put the can, eyes on it. You can find it on our Instagram page at my life is a lightning talk, all one word. 
I like to imagine that it's one of those Hershey bars with sort of the three segments as yeah. sort of like a father son holy ghost kind of religious spoof. Stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Back to Veggie Tales and not Candy Tales. <laughs> it's going to take us a while to get through this. Oh, it's going to take us ages. We're only at the beginning. So Phil Vischer has this idea anthropomorphic candy bar talking about god in the bible his wife has the idea that maybe don't promote a kid's movie using candy maybe the parents won't like all their kids seeing all this you know like candy based imagery so his wife is the one that suggests to changing it to fruit and vegetables to please parents and this is sort of where it takes off because parents as you can imagine go wait a minute veggie tales vegetables talking to our children about god that's two (laughs) birds one stone and it and it takes off like a gold mine So, to date, there have been almost 50 direct home videos. There have been two feature films in actual theaters. Uh, One was Jonah. The other was The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. Right. Oh, my God. Right. I don't... I'm sure we could play clips, but I like to not use sounds and songs from things. Yes. So, we'll try to... I don't know. Unless you're going to sing it yourself. Unless you're going to sing it yourself. We are the buccaneers who are very lazy. We like to sit around and absolutely do nothing. <laughs> Don't sue us, VeggieTales, please. Anyways, they also had 50 million total VHS and DVD sales. Wow. 50 million. So at one point in sort of the mid-90s, early 2000s, a lot of, what is the ratios? One-sixth or so of, of houses in Canada and United States or so have some sort of VeggieTales what content yeah wow like i'm pretty sure if we go through my parents vhs collection there will be a veggie tales in there somewhere right next to the digimon um nice dvd which was my favorite but it didn't talk about jesus though anyways so 50 million total vhs dvd sales they had a variety of tv shows that were produced later on which we'll get into video games for both the computer playstation 2 and game boy advanced They had 45 different musical albums. What? 45 albums. I mean, like, their entire show is a musical. Exactly, right? That makes sense. Wait. There were how many? Did you say 50? 50 movies. 50 movies, but only 45 albums? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe some of them were shorter. Anyways, they sold 16 million books as well. They made comic books, all sorts of merchandise and toys, as you can imagine. Oh, yeah. And even a stage production in 2002 at sort of the peak Veggie Tales. Stage production. Yeah. Once again, I couldn't find direct photos, but I like to imagine the horrific atrocities of humans dressed up as vegetables singing. It feels like Very the, the classic kids pageant. Mm-hmm. Right? So anyways, that's in 2002. Sadly, in 2003, they have to file for bankruptcy. This is uh, Big Ideas Productions, the production company behind them. They file for bankruptcy after numerous licensing lawsuits, which is rather unfortunate. So they start signing a bunch of different deals with Warner Brothers, but other companies say that they sold them the rights. So they start suing and countersuing. And this takes over two years to sort of meddle this all out. Eventually, they get sued for $11 million, and this eventually bankrupts them, and they're starting to run out of money. So Phil Vischer loses control over the VeggieTales franchise in 2004, and a variety of different owners then sort of take up the content to bring it back to air. Also, I should mention that Phil Vischer originally voices Bob the Tomato, and still oh. does to this day, and Mike Naraki, the other creator, is the voice of Larry the Cucumber. I was going to say, it's got to be Larry. Exactly. So, right? It's kind of cute that these two guys that started it are still sort of the main voices, whether or not the content is directly theirs, or... 
a sad recreation, which we'll now get into. Oh, no. So anyways, they lose the rights in 2004. NBC then picks up the rights, realizes, hey, mm. all these kids have know what the VeggieTales are. There's this huge brand awareness behind it. Let's make it a Saturday morning cartoon. Because at this point, it's only movies, right? Uh-huh. So they turn it into a Saturday morning called, cartoon called VeggieTales on TV! Exclamation point. <laughs> and they produce a more stripped away, non-religious version of VeggieTales because mm-hmm. they're trying to make it more secular to appeal to more people. So it's really generic in the forms of it. contains a lot of segments that you'll see in other cartoons. There's sort of reading fan mail from a friendly mailman that comes by. There's an old man character that opens up an old storybook and tells a tale. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these common tropes that we see in all other, a lot of other children's cartoons. But anyways, VeggieTales on NBC does take off. And it airs from 2006 to 2008 and becomes the most watched Saturday morning program during that time. What? With almost half a million viewers, primarily children, of course, watching each Saturday. <laughs> primarily. Primarily. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those cartoons that you can sort of pick up as an adult and be like, they're, they're pretty funny cucumbers. <laughs> Anyways. He lost his hairbrush. He lost his hairbrush. Where did it go? We got to find out. It's a mystery. So when NBC aired the first few episodes in the beginning of 2006, they changed the original sign-off message, too, of Bob the Tomato when they made it de-Christian and sort of Uh took away those themes. So originally, Bob the Tomato says in his tagline at the end of every episode, remember, kids, God makes you special and he loves you very much. So NBC sort of takes this and Mm -hmm. then changes it to, thanks for coming to my house today, kids. See you next week. Goodbye. Interesting. Yeah. So the changes were made at the request of the Network Standards and Productions Department to enforce a religious neutrality that they mm. have on the, on the TV network. One of the spokespersons from NBC says, Our goal is to reach a broad audience as possible with these positive messages while being careful not to advocate on any one religious viewpoint. So the creator, Phil Vischer, says he was not informed that this religious content will be removed, and he says he would have declined if he had known this. So it's oh. kind of like a sad story of like this creator being like deprived of the content that he himself has made. Yeah. He said, uh, I would have declined partly because I knew a lot of fans would have felt like it was a sellout or was done just because of money, which it absolutely wasn't. He says he still understood NBC's wish to make it religiously neutral. So anyways, this airs from 2006 to 2008. In 2014, then Netflix picks up the rights to VeggieTales and starts producing two series, one called VeggieTales in the House and the other one called VeggieTales in the City. (laughs) Once again, it sort of airs on this tangential to Christian themes of nothing directly biblical, but ideas of forgiveness, compassion, generosity. So this new Netflix series does pretty well. It gets a couple of nominations for Emmys, but eventually they decide that they won't continue it after three years total. So it goes from 2014 to 2017, has 75 episodes total. So there's also a bit of controversy in the first episode because... Bob the Tomato eats a sandwich, and in the sandwich is, can you guess? Veggies. A tomato. Oh. Yeah. So it's, are VeggieTales cannibalists? It's, there are very few episodes in which they actually eat food, because they're mm. too busy explaining messages and things Well, they and make stuff. their own food. They're vegetables. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true, that they can produce their own glucose. Do VeggieTales photosynthesize is the question. <laughs> Anyways, so after 2017, a different company, a, a Christian media broadcasting corporation called Trinity Broadcasting Network, then picks up VeggieTales again 
with uh, Phil Vischer fully on board, and they sort of return to their original format, mm. um, acting out sort of Bible stories and having more uh, Christian-based messages. It's a long time to get back there. Right? So, th- yeah, it's this huge arc that goes, you know, from DVDs to large sort of corporate NBC to then streaming services on Netflix to then sort of specialty broadcasts. So it kind of like it as this sort of large idea of how our media landscape has changed mm-hmm. in the past 20, 30 years of we've seen exactly what VeggieTales is, right? Yeah. Of just this this big sort of corporate main channels, ABC, NBC, CBS, to then the specialty streaming service, to then all these sort of more smaller, diverse voices coming from sort of all different parts of the country. So yeah, it's this idea that VeggieTales is a good example of sort of what our broadcast media has mm. has sort of become over the years. So back in 2003, when Phil Fisher first originally lost some of the rights to VeggieTales, he sort of gave this quote in a biography he later did, and it goes as follows. When I lost VeggieTales and Big Idea, that was his publishing company, one of my first responses to my head once it finally stopped spinning was, wait a minute, did I just spend 10 years persuading kids to behave Christianly without teaching them Christianity? I can't just tell kids to behave like Christians. I have to teach them the tenets of faith. So this led to a different project of his called Buck Denver asks What's in the Bible, 13-episode program that covers the books of Genesis all the way to Revelations. Mm. But in my mind, it's almost better the way that it happened. The themes of Christianity don't necessarily have to be the sole tenets of Christianity, right? Like the idea of sharing and compassion mm. are are common themes that should be present to all children, mm-hmm. whether they're Christian children or any other faith yep. or non-faith. So this idea that did you spend 10 years not teaching them Christian messages? Well, does it really matter if they learned whether, you know, anything about Jesus or not, but maybe they learned to share or maybe they learned to be more compassionate to each other or something. Mm-hmm. So I still think he succeeded in his point, which is to influence the children's media landscape and bring in these more wholesome and important messaging. Mm-hmm. So now for some VeggieTales fun facts, because oh, what boy. are we without a couple of fun facts after a long slog through history? Here we go. So Vischer's mom, who has a PhD in Christian education, gave him some initial rules when he was starting to create the VeggieTales. And these essentially were distilled into two important rules. Rule number one is you can't portray Jesus as a vegetable. (laughs) And rule number two is you have to try not to imply that vegetables can have a redemptive relationship with God. Okay. So the first rule is essentially why there's no VeggieTales episodes focused on New Testament stories, because it's hard to dance around the New Testament without talking directly about Jesus. Uh, Yeah. As a vegetable. (laughs) Also, it's hard to either portray... Like, if you want to talk about Jesus, you either have to portray him as a vegetable or portray him as a human and vegetables talking to a human. Mm-hmm. And another important rule of VeggieTales was they didn't want to have humans. Okay. Like they didn't want to have humans walking through a set or anything. Interesting. Um, hence the no Jesus. And the second rule, the one about the redemptive relationship with God as a vegetable, is sort of shown in the final line that Bob the Tomato says at the end of every episode, which is, always remember... God made you special, and he loves you very much. Not God made us the vegetables special, or God loves us the vegetables. So it's this idea of the vegetables are allowed to talk about your relationship with God, but the vegetables themselves don't, like, pray in confessional or... Okay. um, They don't have hands. They don't have hands. Hard to do. So yeah, so there's this big no Jesus rule. 
but there have been Christmas episodes in which they have done sort of plays and nativity scenes. Uh, Yeah, that rings a bell. So now my question is, and this is no trickery, this is just, I want to see what you can come up with, (laughs) is if you were the designer of VeggieTales, you're putting together this VeggieTale Mm -hmm. nativity scene, who do you, which vegetable do you get to play baby Jesus? A baby cucumber. Okay, I like it. That's a very good answer. Any other thoughts? Or a baby corn. Baby corn. (gasps) Oh! Baby corn. With a little hair? That's what I thought. Okay, that's that's pretty well, if not better than what they chose. So one episode <laughs> they did a pea, just a tiny little oh. baby pea, because one of the characters is sort of like a small child. So it's like, that's the child that gets to be baby mm-hmm. Jesus. And another episode, similar, once again, they're setting up a nativity scene. It's a baby carrot. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking of baby vegetables. I like baby corn, though. That works so well. Right. Anyways, and in other episodes, they've had just a shining light represent Jesus. Okay, yeah. I also like the P because it's baby Pisus, but that's <laughs> the only pun in this episode. Sure. I'm lying. I don't believe that. Also in my notes, what else do I have? Uh, VeggieTales, are they vegetables is, is a point that I wrote down. Well, tomatoes are a fruit. Tomatoes are a fruit. Are cucumbers a fruit? They've got seeds in them. Cucumbers, as far as I can tell, cucumbers are fruit as well because they're produced from a flowering body yeah. and contain seeds inside. Yeah. So if you think of the two main characters of VeggieTales, they're fruits. Uh, but uh, what about the little guy? Is he asparagus? That's that. That's my next point. Of most of the side cast is like asparagus and corn, and there's the occasional grape. Um, oh, but so there is the side cast is vegetable, so it is fruits and vegetables. Yeah, the two main characters are fruits. Well, but Fruity lo- Tales doesn't have quite Fruity the Tales same doesn't have ring. the ring. That is literally one of my points. It says, "Yep, Fruit Tales doesn't have the same <laughs> ring." <laughs> and my final point, which I'll leave us hanging on, is this: Veggie Tales have forward-facing eyes, which means they're predators. Whoa! Wait. <laughs> Wait. So in, animals so, with forward-facing eyes are predators. Yeah. So if you think I about, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm so thinking if, of a horse. Right. If you think about a horse that has eyes on the side, same with like a chameleon or something. Because if you're a prey animal, it's beneficial to have more of a 360 view to see predators that are hunting you. What? Whereas animals like a cat or a dog that will hunt in nature, same with humans, it's beneficial to have forward-facing eyes to focus in on prey that you're hunting. So VeggieTales looks straight at you, anthropomorphic, forward-facing eyes, in in uh, Darwinian evolution, which might go against the tenets of oh VeggieTales. Oh my god. Predators. You just blew my mind. That's Snakes, what I like to do. forward-facing Snakes, eyes. Snakes, forward-facing eyes. Every type of jungle cat and big yeah. cat, forward-facing Well, eyes. duh, it's a cat. <laughs> um, like an elephant. That's what side. I was thinking, too. Yeah. What about giraffes? Probably to the side. Now, of course, to any rule, there are exceptions because they'll grow up in different environments and, and such. Uh, I'm which... thinking of birds now. Birds, I think, primarily are to the side. Yeah, are if you they? think of a bird skull. I don't know what a bird skull looks like. <laughs> you haven't memorized a bird skull? No. <laughs> Sadly, no. <gasps> what? Strawberry. That strawberry is forward-facing We have eyes. a cat toy that's sitting next to our blanket fort, and it, very much like the VeggieTales, oh, maybe we'll do a picture with that. That'll be cute. 
Uh, it has forward-facing eyes. It has forward-facing eyes. So watch out, folks. The VeggieTales, known to be cannibals, known to be predators. Let's go to an ad right now to sort of break up this awkward <laughs> silence. This episode of My Life is a Lightning Talk sponsored by Cook in a Box. Let's be honest, meal planning is draining, but there's nothing better than a home-cooked dish. Do you find meal kit recipes inaccurate and unreliable? Are you too tired to assemble another sad small salad or sear a single serving of sirloin? Try Cook in a Box. It's a new spin on your next meal kit delivery service sent right to your door. While other meal kits only send you ingredients, we send you the whole package. Each week, our boxes include quality local ingredients along with our in-house chefs, Jenny and Simon. That's right! Each week, we'll send you one six-foot by three-foot box with your friends Jimon inside. We'll cook you dinner for the week. Our dynamic duo will prepare you delicious homemade recipes while you don't even have to lift a finger. Just ship them back at the end of the week. Limit of one box per week. Quantities are limited, so order now. Please ensure that your return box has air holes before shipping. Boxes without air holes will be subject to lawsuits. Clean dish is not included. Cook in a box. The best part of cooking is when someone else does it. Our next segment in kids' movies is going to be an honorable mentions. So I divided this episode or episodes into sort of two main parts. There was one part that maybe didn't have enough material to do a full segment on, but it was something that was burning a hole through my brain. (laughs) And this segment goes, hey, do you remember cartoon all-stars to the rescue? And by that I mean, do you remember when all the cartoons of our childhood came together to tell us not to do drugs? No. If you don't, then this is going to be a fun segment because it's going to sound like a fever dream. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Okay, so the year is 1990. Oh, no wonder I don't remember it. I wasn't alive. You weren't alive, but it had a cultural longitude that, that lasted thanks to home movie theaters and VHS tapes that they would continually play at my elementary school, apparently. <laughs> Anyways, they came up with this idea to have all of the beloved cartoons of the day in the 1990s to come together to have a unifying message to tell children not to do drugs. Which cartoon characters are these? Yeah. They are as follows. It was Alf. It was Alvin and the Chipmunks. It was DuckTales with Huey, Dewey, and Louie. It was Garfield, it was the Looney Tunes, it was Muppet Babies, Winnie the Pooh, Slimer from Ghostbusters, all of the Smurfs, and Michelangelo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All of them? All of them. All All together. All of them ever. (laughs) (laughs) They all came together in a sort of an interesting collaboration between networks and production companies that agreed to license their material sort of all together after, Mm -hmm. you know, feuding. Um... (laughs) To come together to have this public broadcast, it was a 32-minute program advertising in a sort of narrative tale about a, a young boy that breaks into his sister's piggy bank to steal money to go and buy drugs. Yeah, cartoon all-stars to the rescue. Was I, there a specific drug, or was it just drugs? It was, it's mainly, I think it's mainly weed. Okay. They talk about other things, which is hilarious because you get to hear all of our favorite beloved 90s cartoons talk about drugs, and it sounds very weird to hear characters like, you know, Kermit the Frog say things like, marijuana. <laughs> Nailed it. So th- this uh, this endeavor was primarily funded by McDonald's. who what? the Yeah, McDonald's gave a bunch of money for people like Disney and everyone to license their cartoons to come together. This aired on pretty well every major network in the United States, as well as, you know, various countries across the world. Mm. In the U.S., the current sitting president at that time, George H.W. Bush, father of George W. Bush, Mm -hmm. 
sort of opened the segment like but he introduced oh. essentially the program it's like hi i'm the president kids don't do drugs now to watch some cartoons and in canada it was brian mulrooney the president okay. the prime minister at the time sorry the president of canada president of canada the the full story goes like this it focuses on a nine-year-old girl named Corey who learns that her 14-year-old brother is using drugs when he breaks into her piggy bank to steal money to buy marijuana the cartoon characters who come to life from Corey's books and stuffed toys help her figure out what's going on and eventually persuade her brother to stop using. So anyways, it's only like a half hour of content. It's something that apparently we don't all remember, but when you do remember and have seen it, it's something that you can't get rid of your out of your head, as is evident by my own brain. You can't get rid of it out of your head. Have you ever had a dream that you wish have that you, you could... You could you wish you could, did you, could, did you so much you could do anything? So they showed this a lot in my elementary school. I remember numerous times when, you know, it's a rainy day and you can't go outside for recess or something. Or if it's snowing, they just shove a VHS tape. They in the... played you an anti-drug PSA? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was distributed to schools for this purpose. That's what you did during indoor recess? Yeah. Indoor recess was beloved. Was it as beloved in your school as it was Oh, of course. And this was this idea. Like, we loved watching it because it was cartoons. And we didn't think of it as this, like, preachy... Kind of thing that I now think of it as. Yeah. Looking back on it nostalgically. Interesting. Yeah, there's not. I don't have a full segment on this. This is just like, hey, remember this weird thing? No. Hashtag 90s babies. I sure don't. Some do, some don't. Friends who are hearing this, holla if you remember. A thing that's interesting to me is that a lot of these cartoon characters feel themselves as if they're on drugs. (laughs) Um. If you're introducing 10 different franchises together oh that God, are all the these Smurfs. like, right? These <laughs> hyper, you know, characters all together. Garfield's definitely doing marijuana himself. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone from Winnie the Pooh is just either bouncing off the walls or or terribly slow and mumbling. There's There's got to be some drug use among Michelangelo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's no way you can eat that much pizza if you're sober all the got time. Got the munchies. He's got the munchies. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyways, there's there's a couple of problems. It was definitely a product of its time. Yep. Made in 1990. It's very pro, like, war on drugs. Drugs are bad, bad, bad. Not really understanding the cause between use and addiction. Mm. Of course, we can all understand that drug use in children is horrific, and we don't want that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a product of its time. There's, you know, very little diversity in its in its cast and its characters. When it is, it's questionable. So it it would be interesting to see in my mind a like a 2020 remake. Okay. To uh to maybe sort of have something that's more diverse, more inclusive, but still have that same important message to kids, I guess. Mhm. Were they similar to do you remember the uh what were they called like the kids advertisement where there was like there were a bunch of different like short commercials that would come mm-hmm. on concerned children's advertisers. Yes. That's it, what it was. It was. It, it was very much similar to that sort of concern children's advertisement of like it yeah. felt a little fun depending on which age group you were in and the older you got the more preachy it felt i think yeah that makes sense the younger you are it's like wow cool i love kermit i love teenage mutant Ninja well yeah Turtles. i mean if you thought it was just watching cartoons mm-hmm. and it was a psa so yeah i think it's definitely effective especially in that sort of younger demographic in the way that it's filmed it's like I was saying, like uh, not fully problematic, but it doesn't address a lot of root issues. The primarily the biggest drug problem amongst you know kids and youth is primarily alcohol and not mm. hard drugs. 
so it's... That's why I was wondering what drugs they're mm-hmm. talking about, especially since, I don't know, like in my experience anyway, when they would talk about like, don't do drugs, alcohol is not considered a drug, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So some of the, the spokesperson or the spokespeople that made it sort of talk about how hard it is to differentiate alcohol versus like mm. orange juice, which is also a liquid that you can drink and sort mm. of how that can be difficult to tell to children, especially when you're sort of targeting multiple age groups all at once. Very fair. So yeah, so it it could be done a, a little bit better, I think. Especially and... when it's something that you're watching your parents partake mm-hmm. in. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe there's an alcoholic father in this episode. Interesting. Or sorry, in this... In this um, I guess it's a movie, technically. How long is it? It's it's like 30, just over 30 minutes. Oh, I was, okay. Yeah. I was picturing a short, like, two-minute thing. No, no, no. Don't do drugs, It's kids. It's a full movie that sort of goes off the rails as this, like, 14-year-old boy, like, get, does more and oh, more drugs. Whole, and like, episode. We should watch story. it because it's, yeah. it's wild to see as he, like, part of it is sort of set as a drug trip <laughs> in which these cartoons are like, Mikey, don't do drugs. That's Mickey Mouse. He's not actually in it, but <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get Disney on board. They couldn't get all of Disney on board. I think. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna have to watch it because I have no recollection of this, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be wild to watch if I've legit never seen it before. Yeah, that's why I thought I'd <laughs> include it in this in this small that's turning into a long segment. It's not as long as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, I'll be honest. I pictured another hour dedicated to your honorable <laughs> mention. Oops. <laughs> on to our next part. So my question is to you, what would it be like, <laughs> we're not going to include this, what would it be like if they did a PSA, all these cartoons together, on different topics? And my primary thought is, what if they did it on birds and the bees? Oh. I'm just like, imagine if all these cartoons are coming together, be like. In terms of. Ho ho, when a mommy and daddy love each other very much. <laughs> Anyways, that would be a, a wild PSA, yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, it reminds me of, well, I've been watching Glow. Well, mm. I just finished it. I'm so sad that it's over. And it takes place in the 80s. Mm. And I did, it took me a while into watching the show. I guess I was I was watching it passively before I realized that they were creating a wrestling show as a kid's show. Oh. And in one of the episodes, they decide to do a PSA. Mm-hmm. And they decide to do it on teen pregnancy so it's like this similar thing of it's so awkward it's Uh so just i don't know weird to have these characters Mm. now doing this psa about hey kids here's what's happened here's what'll happen if you have sex and you get pregnant Mm -hmm. your whole life will be ruined and so then it cuts back to the the girl and when her boyfriend's like pressuring her for it she's like not today (laughs) boom smacks him and then walks Mm. away and she ends up not having sex, therefore not getting pregnant and not mm. ruining her life. But it's still like, it awkward, still feels right? awkward. And it's that idea of like, imagine <laughs> pitching this in a meeting and being like, okay, we got Alf, we got Garfield, we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they're going to talk about marijuana. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird time. Was it Was content. it a popular thing then? I couldn't find as much online about some other topics I researched. Yeah. So it's not a, like a mega thing i think i just find the whole thing about psa is so interesting Mm -hmm. i don't know it just it's that balance of how do you send messages but not sound preachy yeah which is like relates from our veggie tales episode right of like how do you teach lessons without 
or while keeping kids' attention. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you're that, like, I am the teacher, listen to me, so many kids will tune that out. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I mean, it feels the same as to adults or to kids, but advertising with some type of celebrity influence, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, this person says I should do this, or this person says I shouldn't do this, so I'm not going to do that exactly. because this celebrity told me not to. Mm-hmm. Same sort of thing, Same right? Sort of thing. Except this time it's healthier habits. Like, imagine if, I don't know, the cast of Friends is like, hey guys, eat your vegetables. <laughs> don't eat too many carbs. <laughs> Exercise. While we're on that topic then, speaking oh, yeah. of PSAs, do you remember the, it's like the Concerned Children's Advertiser sort of type of commercial PSA yep. of the, there was one with a boy running after a Pokemon oh, card. Oh, never mind. Uh, like he opens up a new pack of Pokemon cards oh. and one blows, I think it's like a shiny Pikachu or a oh Charizard God. or something. One floats away in the wind. Where did production get that card? <laughs> Had to p- spend the big bucks. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yes. Anyways, this card like blows away in the wind and he sort of runs after it, runs after it and eventually completely takes off mm-hmm. and he stops panting and then the screen goes black and says, stay fit because you never know. Okay, so the one that I remember of the stay fit because mm. you never know yeah. was the boy who didn't lose a Pokemon card, but he was running away from two girls. Yes, that was my second one. I I don't know how it goes, but it's like some weird some like male opera voice Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, and then... And then the two girls catch up to him and start smooching him. And then screen goes black, stay fit, because you never know, which is (laughs) such a weird... Like age group target, right? If the idea of like cooties are bad, I don't want to be kissed by girls is yeah. such like an age cutoff. Yes. If you think of another age of like if the kid is too old and they're like, yes, what's so wrong about that? I don't want to be fit. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. That's going to be the end of our third episode. Stay tuned for more on our theme of kids' movies in our fourth episode coming soon. Hope you learned something. Hope you laughed. Bye. Bye. It's an outro song. It's an outro song. Outro song. Don't use this. I mean, I might know that you said it. Oh, no. <laughs>